earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Welcome to the Uncommon Communicator Podcast. Your hosts, James Gable and Brandon Thompson, are here to bring enlightenment to the topic of communication. Hi, James. Hi, Brandon. I just have a th- this is popping out of my head. Oh, of course. So, so the topic for today is being concise. Yes. Do you believe our intro is concise? Yes. Do you? Mm-hmm. It okay. could not be broke down into any less words without conveying the message that was intended. Okay. So... But what, all right, so what if you just said, welcome to the Uncommon Communicator Podcast? That, to me, feels concise. And then we jump in. Nobody knows who we are. Well, that's fine. Because there's 80 other episodes, what, 81 other episodes, 80 other episodes. But every that, day there might be a new listener. Well, that's, but we have a whole episode called Know Your Hosts. We do. So we and being, I don't recommend going to it because we've been <laughs> proved a lot since then. Okay. But so then in doing this every single time in the introduction, are we being... Not concise because we've built a working relationship with our listeners and they just know. Welcome to the Uncommon Communicator Podcast. What? And then they know that the hosts are James Gable, Brandon Thompson, and that they're going to bring us enlightenment to the topic of communication just by saying, welcome to the Uncommon Communicator Podcast. I would say you never know when your first listener will be whatever episode. And let's break that down because I was purposely concise on it. First, there's a welcome. What are, what are you walking into? That's a hello. The Uncommon Communicator Podcast. We're talking about the two hosts, that's myself and Brandon, and then what are we here to do is our why, to bring enlightenment to the topic of communication. In those statements, that covers everything that we are going to cover in the next 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. But is it overly redundant? Not at all. No. Nope. Not in explaining the purpose every time? No. I think that's very important to explain the purpose because you never know when you're going to have a new listener. Okay. All right, there we go. This is just an example of concise and breaking it down. <laughs> so we're here to talk about being more concise. No, we and that, that's a great point. Is is could that have been over elaborative? Absolutely. I, said, I just it, it's just a thought process, right? Like, so we were we're sitting here discussing because again, we're we're podcasters, so we like to talk, uh, apparently. And there's we, we you know every now and then we'll listen to other people too. But we like to talk and people will explain what they need. And sometimes they're just not very concise. Like jobs need to get done and people are not either a, they don't have the, the good spot to just tell somebody to do something. So they just kind of ramble for a good chunk of time, which is not very concise or like they give too many options, which is not very concise or, you know, they just use a crap ton of words to say very little, which is not being concise. Exactly. And that's why uh, it's important to know, what we mean by concise. Mm -hmm. I would would agree. So this is a a good definition of it. Concise communication is one that effectively conveys the intended message using a minimum amount of words or information. So the question is, is if the introduction to the Uncommon Communicator podcast is just saying, welcome to the Uncommon Communicator podcast, does that communicate what they're getting into? Concisely. Well, just that, by all those, that does is, is display the, the name. So we're going to display the name using a minimum of words of information, following that without sacrificing clarity or essential details. Here's some essential details. I want everybody to know who I am. Uh-huh. And then I throw your name out there as well. 
Okay, because every now and then I'm important. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is, who are the hosts? I think that's that's an important factor when somebody listens in on it. And then always, this is really actually a good point on talking about clarity and being concise. Is what's what's the purpose of our message? Mm-hmm. What is mm-hmm. our what is the purpose of our podcast? To bring enlightenment to the topic of communication. Bingo. Okay, so you're saying that you open with your abstract every time. All right. Yeah. Abstract thesis statement. Sorry, not thesis statement. You're not your abstract, but your thesis statement. That we're opening with our thesis statement every time. Okay. Now the one thing with and a thesis statement by nature actually has to be concise. So all right, I'll I'll agree. Okay. Thank you. Motion is seconded. <laughs> Why well, you had your own vote? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Carried. The, 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 <laughs> carried it as well. The introduction may continue as it was. One well, <laughs> welcome to the kingdom of Brandon, Brandon's world. Hey, did you see how I opened the floor for discussion? <laughs> did you, briefly, you did. Yeah. yeah. I'm great. Don't but worry. actually talking about brevity, that's the important part of being concise too. And you want to be precise. And I think within our intro, I think we're very precise in that you don't want to leave room for confusion, which could have been, hi, you know, welcome to the Uncommon Communicator podcast where, you know, we talk about whatever the heck we want. And then where we also have two hosts and these hosts are also people who one's a construction guy. The other guy, you know, he's got the degree in communication, but also works at Starbucks. We want to bring enlightenment, but we're going to bring tools and topics of discussion about communication, collaboration, all of those things. All right. That, yeah, you're correct. That is incredibly not concise. That, I bored that is, that myself. Abstract. Were you yawning while I was doing that? No, but I could, maybe I could whip up a yawn here. Let me try. <laughs> but you know, you're right. That That is obtuse. That was obtuse communication is what that was. Oh, Instead man. of concise. Do, do you know what obtuse is? It's a math term. Told you communication See, is math. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hashtag. That's for sure. But why would we want to talk about this? I think in today's world, brevity wins. But why is in today's world brevity important? Because attention spans are getting shorter. And we talked about the attention span. Is there a goldfish? Is less than a goldfish. Less than a goldfish. Yeah. But there, I just recently read another study, but since the from the 2000 to 2020, Within that time frame, they said maybe our attention span was 12 seconds. It's now eight. Like it's getting progressively less. We can't stay focused on where we're at. And if you're clear and concise in what you are going to say, you're going to be heard because the one who isn't, you get lost in all that information. I know. We're almost at the eight minute mark. They stopped, they stopped listening like, you know, seven minutes ago. That is one metric I don't listen to or I don't look for on our podcast is like, when do people tone out, right? <laughs> it might be when we start the welcome to the Uncommon Communicator podcast. This is the podcast that I accidentally clicked on. <laughs> yeah, and you're driving and you can't change. Yes, you know, this is us getting distracted and not being concise with our message. But, but actually, this week I heard somebody tell me. After an explanation, he goes, I guess what I'm trying to say is, and he went on to try to say what else he was trying to say. He kept, it was all over the place. And I thought, man, while he was telling this really, really long explanation of where he was trying to get to, I already figured it out Mm -hmm. because that was not being concise. He didn't even know where he was going. And I think that's one of the key points is what, you know, what's your main message? Are you there to give a message or are you there just to tell a story? And does that story have a point? How many of those stories? So that's, I think, the key in being concise is identify your main message. Well, see, that was actually, we could even bring up how I was discussing the remodel uh, of my store this week, right? 
where the whole point of that conversation was to say that we're trying to figure out what we want to do, how we want to organize this, you know, new setup that we have, right? We have a brand new setup and everybody's like, well, like this and go here, blah, blah, blah. And I looked at one of our partners. I was like, Hey man, what do you think? And I got nothing. Just silence. Just nothing. But in order to tell you that I literally went back and I told you the entire story. Now that was not very concise of Brandon G. Thompson. Well, and so that's, okay, great point. And talking about being concise, we don't want every one of our conversations to be robotic, right? You want to be able to have interchanges with your with your trade partners or people that you're working with. There is that. And then there's a point in when are you as a leader or even as just a communicator going back to that standing up in the meeting and saying something, that's where you want to be concise. But then there's the other point of, we don't want, I don't want to limit stories. I don't want concise stories. I want some elaboration, but what's, what's the purpose of that message? If my purpose is to give you some information clearly or directions, you want to be concise. But if you're building a relationship, you want to hear the backstory. You want to hear the story. You want to hear how much comes out, especially if somebody is kind of an over elaborator, some Mm -hmm. of that tells a lot of stories, you have no idea sometimes where they're going or how much they're going to divulge. And we learned this from Chris Voss as well, too. Never split the difference. The more that person talks, the more information is going to come out of them. The more they're going to break down their walls. And you're you're going to get conversations that are deeper the longer that they talk. Well, so, all right. So what I'm hearing you say is that the setting of your concise communication and or just the setting in your communication becomes important for deciding whether you need to be concise or whether you can elaborate and go down a couple of rabbit holes. Yeah. Setting, I think, is very important. Going back to the why, where are you at and what are you trying to convey? Mm -hmm. We're here to discuss conciseness. So I think we've laid out that, like, you know, meetings are a good time to be concise. Group conversations are a good time to be concise because you don't want to drag anybody down there with you, right? Uh, So what are some tips and or tricks that we have for being concise in these situations so you are not the problem child when it comes to turning a 30-minute meeting into an hour and a half. Yep. And we can talk about that. And I wanted to add one more thing to that. It's also in giving directions too. You yes. don't want to give unclear directions to anybody. You want to be concise in those. You don't want that over elaboration. But really the first thing is what's your main message, right? You want to know what you're saying, what's your core message. You want that to repeat throughout whatever you're talking about. Make that be your central point. Don't don't go off on on rabbit holes. The next thing would be to really eliminate unnecessary information. Mm -hmm. And that one I've seen quite a bit even recently where you get some information and then there's another way of doing it. And then there's this other way that I don't like, but I'm going to tell you about it anyways. Mm -hmm. That type of unnecessary information muddies the waters. Yeah. Or like I said, going back to telling you the story beforehand to just get to the one point of the guy didn't have an or he wouldn't give me his opinion. There was like a five minute conversation that probably could have been a much more concise Um, However, I will say, you know, use clear and concise language, right? Even in saying the word like obtuse might not necessarily (laughs) sound the most concise in words like that, but it does quickly convey the message exactly as I needed it to. And that's the kind of language that we can be using, right? So maybe sometimes four letter words or sometimes like three letter words do the trick, but every now and then sometimes you can use a vocabulary word, not necessarily, but using your vocabulary words will help engage people more and get the point across very quickly as well. Yeah, and that's that being clear and concise, but also knowing your audience, right? You're going to connect more people with who understand and, and want to hear you speak in those type of words. But, you know, one thing we're guilty of a lot in construction is jargon, technical terms, you know, a- acronyms, those type of things we use a lot just as words. 
And yeah. that does not necessarily create, you know, a clear message when sometimes we have to go back and we do have to explain it. Yeah, if I don't, like if I don't necessarily know what lean or scrum is, right? Like, cause those are just, those are technical terms that we don't really use per se at Starbucks, but are definitely implied, like not implied, but are used in Starbucks. Right. But if you were to tell me, oh, you know, let's scrum this. I'm going to be like, we, we don't tussle. Yeah. Like we get into the scrum. Like what's the deal here? <laughs> But yeah, so that can happen, right? As opposed to you saying like, no, let, let's like, let's vision board this out. And let's write this out, right? Like that could also, that is a concise way to say it for somebody that is not in the know. Yeah, exactly. And we talk about that a lot in construction. I think we're a little bit aware of that. In fact, at presentations and stuff, we say, we know we do this. We're going to you know try to cover the ones that we can because yeah. you don't want to speak down to somebody either. No. And that's kind of the key is, you know, how concise do you get? You know, if you're working with, people that are familiar with and you already know the jargon or the lingo, you can keep it pretty short and simple. Like, uh, who is it? Uh, go take care of the whips. Oh yeah. Like, right. If I looked at kind of, like I said, just, I look at uh, a couple of my coworkers, right. And there's just tasks you need to get done. And everybody kind of knows what goes on in those tasks right after they've been there for a period of time. It's just like, all right guys, I mean, like I can look at one of my coworkers, yo, Carrie, I need whips done. I don't have to look at Carrie and be like, yo, Carrie, I need you to go make me six whips, please. Right? Like, I don't have to say that. I get to just be like, Carrie, I need whips done. And somebody can walk in and think, are you talking about whips? Like, are you whipping animals? I mean, those are words. And then here's another one that that whip is used in construction, work in progress. So Yo, there's, Carrie, I need you to get this work in progress done. There, there's just about <laughs> understanding that there is. And that's I did not I, even know that. That's cool. Thank yeah. You. Well, that's what I like about uh, really the whole idea of of those acronyms is they save time, right? They're helping you be more concise. I'm going to check my whip, my work in progress. You're going to check your whip. It has an H in it and it's going to have some whipped cream involved in it, something delicious in it, but it's really you using clear and concise language that fits your audience. That reminds me of the commercial for, I think it was like Verizon when they're just talking in text language. Yes. (laughs) G to G BRB. I just, I don't know. Is that concise? I think so. Maybe. <laughs> it's very concise. Well, yeah, it goes back to why Why were you concise in your texting back yeah. then? Well, because it cost per letter. Exactly. Actually, I got past that point. I came in. I didn't get a phone until. You got the unlimited plan. <laughs> well, I, I was like, I came into texting when um, unlimited was an option. So that was what we went with. But so lastly, structure your communication, organize your thoughts, that kind of a thing, because it helps you move on with things. Well, and that I think is a big one. That's a big one for me. I'm a bullet points guy. You know, use headings, use bullet points, subheadings, break down it into something that's digestible. That one, I think, is the one that I see the most not used in somebody who isn't concise because there's no structure to that, to their presentation. And with that, if you're all over the map and I can't keep track, I'm not going to remember and that's one reason we at the Uncommon Communicator like our UC moment. We're going to sum it up at the end. But throughout that, we're going to have simple things that are going to help you apply, maybe that you can help you remember, but those have to be structured properly for you to be able to retain it. Yeah. And there's also in college, right? So you want to talk about presentation. Kids would get up there and they would have their bullet points laid out. So they go boom, 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 right? And you could maybe write those down for your notes because that's what you should do. But uh, but they would be so incoherent and or unconcise in describing those bullet points afterwards that you almost forgot the bullet point, right? Like it's structured out and they know what they're doing and the structure works. But if you can't, if what's coming out of your mouth is just like vomit afterwards, you're not going to remember it, right? There's only so much information I can take. Yeah, you're going to get lost in it if it's not clear. So really, there's there are actually five things. So first, we're identifying the message, eliminate any unnecessary information. 
use that clear and concise language, kind of watch out for that jargon or use the jargon and use the acronyms. So uh, structure your communication. And really the last one is the one that seems to run a common theme through a lot of communications. And that is, Oh yeah, we got to practice active listening. That seems to be the other key in there, but how does, how does active listening tie into being concise? Because it's a two way conversation. If you're not being concise and you see this a lot too, somebody says something and then if it's not two-way, they're not paying attention. Their input coming back to you is going to be something that's not even related to it, right? Mm-hmm. Or And or let's call the rabbit holes or whatever else you want to call those. You're getting distracted by that because you're not actively listening. So let's – I liked your example, and I think we've used this a couple of times, of when you told people to run a cord over a door, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. no, it's, not, it's not just run it over a door. Okay, yeah, We're so going to go to business here, Brandon. Okay, yeah. So All right. let's, you're let's, brand new on my job, and uh-huh. I want you – to take care of something for me, and you've got work right across the hallway over there. Okay, so, so we're, we're going to use the five uh, tips that we just gave, and we're going to we're going to analyze the way that James phrases it. So first, this is let me just tell you what you need to do, all okay. right? And then we can analyze this. What I need you to do is to pull the extension cord out of the gang box, and then I want you to plug it into the wall, and make sure you turn on the GFCI, and then I want you to string it along the wall right there. But you got to go up and over the doorway, and then your work is on the other side of that doorway. Okay. Do you got that? I got that. So very detailed, right? We, we can both agree that those statements are very detailed. And I don't think there's a way that someone can misconstrue what you want them to do. Correct? Correct. Okay. So what was the main message? So like I said, let's just, let's identify, let's go through the kind of like the five like topics, right? What was the main message that you wanted to have accomplished? That you wanted the work done or that you wanted... The GFCI to be run over a door? Like, what, what was what was the main message on this one? That's a great question because ultimately my main point of that is I don't want – because it was happening a lot on the job. I don't want you to run that cord across the doorway. Somebody's going to walk through it. They're not going to see it. They're going to trip over it. I did add a lot of other detail in there because you know what else happens? I've seen this happen. They run their cord up. They go over and plug it in. It's not working. Why? Because you got to turn that GFCI back on. Mm -hmm. So I added that bit of detail in there as well, too. I told them exactly where I wanted to run it so they wouldn't run it during the middle of the the walkway aisle. Mm -hmm. And I will say, so going down to number three, I think you've used concise language. You use the exact, the proper terms, you use the door up over the door frame, right? Like you used exactly the terms that the way there's no misunderstanding going on. So I think your terminology is great. You structured your communication very well. You, you started with where they needed to do, like it was a boom, bang, bada, boom, right? Of exactly what they needed to do. And then the, the listening part doesn't quite come in with this phrase, but that's also because it's not exactly a conversation. It's very much more of a, I need you to do this, right? Right. Okay. So the real question is, is do we need to eliminate unnecessary information? So say the phrase, say it to me one more time, just that way the listeners can hear and I can hear nice and fresh. I would like you to pull the cord out of the gang box, the extension mm-hmm. cord. I want you to run it along the wall, right? I want you to plug it in and then and then push the GFCI, run it along the wall, go up and over the the doorway, and then onto your work area. Okay. Again, very specific. Could you eliminate some unnecessary information and say, rather than say toolbox, just be like, I need you to take the extension cord, run it up and over the doorway. And go to work. I, I probably didn't need to include where to get it. 
Okay. So that's probably number one. I did use GFCI, which is a ground fault circuit interrupter. I didn't explain what the GFCI is. No. So there, I am assuming there is a little bit of connectivity because we're in the same industry. Yeah, so I assumed that. Jargon's okay. And but that's, yeah. I, I kind of added that uh, turn it on sarcastically because I have seen people come back because they forgot to, to push the button before they walked their 50 to 100 feet out to where their work site was. Mm-hmm. See, but so while... Well, trying to eliminate that little uh, unnecessary walk, you know, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Annoyance, nuisance, right? In trying to eliminate that nuisance, did that make that communication non-concise? No, I think it added the appropriate amount of detail to eliminate them to have to double back on their work. Okay, but if the main message, so then what was the main message? So that's a great point because really over my overarching main message these people know how to do their work, right? They're going to plug something and go to work is I did not want a tripping hazard at that doorway. That's my main message. So would a more concise statement be like, Hey guys, I need you to take that extension cord and I need you to, you know, your, your work's over there. I need you to not create a tripping hazard with that extension cord. And that's where I think a little clarity in that is important depending on your audience. Because if I said that and I've seen this happen eight hours later, that person just built himself a wooden trapeze to go up and over that doorway. And the work never happened. Okay. <laughs> I get it. All right. I see what you're saying. Where There's too much freedom. Where, where you don't want to give anybody enough. Where their freedom of interpretation is not does not create. Well, the statement might be concise. There's not conciseness in the work. So freedom of interpretation is not correct. Okay, and that's also probably not very good when it comes to being concise, because what was our definition of concise exactly? Um, is the one that effectively conveys the intended message using the minimum of words or information without sacrificing clarity, right, or essential details. Right. So, all right, I, I could agree that that was, it was very clear with, with exactly what you wanted. You did give the essential details, that way they weren't going to end up having to walk back and click a GFCI, is that what you called it? Yep. Um, click the G, click the GSCI button, and then you were gonna. The, the main point of this was to not create a tripping hazard, and for them probably not to build a building around it to create a tripping hazard, right? <laughs> not turn it into a project in itself. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we will say that that's it. Because as somebody, as an outsider, the first problem I heard that I was like, dude, the hell, man, that's that's a long <laughs> way to go to say, hey, I want you to run an extension cord across the job site. You would think so. Is it so? But I see exactly where you're coming from, and that does sound very concise. Now we have broken it down and analyzed it. Perfect. Well, the one thing I I like in the idea of being concise is having a good framework in phrasing your terms. You know, you don't want to be the person who who just gets up and meanders on his story, doesn't get to his point. So the the whole key in always being concise is what's your point? Is your point just to tell a story? Then that's your point. All right, I'm going to tell you a story. But typically, are the stories that are interesting to us, are they going somewhere? Do they have a point? Is there a punchline? Mm-hmm. Is there a, a meaning to it? Or are you just really telling me how you got up in the morning and made your breakfast and got in your car and went on your way with no purpose in there whatsoever? Potentially. Potentially. Right? You want to have a point. So you walk through all of this, and then you realize that you got out, and you made your lunch, and you forgot it. Oh, that's a hilarious joke. Yeah. But there's a point to that, you know, that elaboration. But that's not the point of being concise. But if you have a framework... Make a point, have a reason, mm. you know, whatever that is on why you're telling your story and then back it up with some evidence. 
you know, here's my reason. This is why I've seen this to be true. And then sum it back up. That's probably the most simplest framework that you can use. It's called the prep framework. You know, it's point, reason, evidence, and then bring your point back again. If you are are building your messages based on that prep framework, you're going to stay on point and be more clear and more concise. Yeah. You can even do this in just a basic conversation. So now you how's your day going? You know, my day was going well. And then your, your reason, well, I left my lunch at home. And then evidence is like, it was going really, really well. Woke up, went to the gym, did the whole thing, right? Made myself some breakfast. And then I was ready to go to work. And I get here and guess what? Days ruined because I forgot my lunch. Point, reason, evidence, point. <laughs> that right in that framework. So you could actually do that even within a story that makes that story maybe more concise, more, more interesting even maybe, right? Yeah. Instead of me just telling you what your daily routine is. Routine is. And then you feel better now that you've shared it with Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. Well, being clear and concise sets us apart as being communicators. The ability to talk to all end doesn't make you a good communicator. And I know people that just will talk and talk and talk. It sometimes you doesn't even... Have you seen a windbag, a windbag, a windbag? Have you ever seen a windbag? Well, there's one back there. So that's every Boy every Scout. Time. Every Boy Scout in the world knew exactly what you were talking about. You're welcome. But sometimes that doesn't even make you a good friend if you're that pointless in your conversations <laughs> as well. Yeah, at that point, you're just the, the rambler, the gambler, the, the backbiter, whatever that lyric is. Yeah, and you might get called last if you needed a foursome for golf. Yeah. <laughs> you're number four. Are you always number five waiting for number four Before to cancel out? Yeah. It might be because you might not be that clear and concise yeah. friend. That's okay. So what's the UC moment for today? You know, be concise with your communication. Um, effectively communicate. And one of the ways to effectively communicate is to be concise. I like it. I'm going to sum that up and be be concise. It's great advice. I'll take it. Hashtag. That's all I got. That's all I got. See, See you. Bye. bye.